Look here, I know we're going off the F for a little bit, but I need 10, I need 10 to 15 seconds to say to you. Okay, look, I've never in my life tried to really go at you in your suits and stuff. Tonight, I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home and you burn it. We don't want to see this. I know you don't double back with outfits. I've never seen you in an outfit twice, but you take this right here. I don't care if it's Versace, name brand. It costs Saeed. You, I, no, Saeed, I don't care. You take this and you burn it. It's not any part I can keep? No, nothing. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. This should be, <laughs> this should be burnt, okay? It's good to see you, like always. In, in the shoes, too. Just burn them, okay? They just burn it. Don't ask no questions. Just burn the whole, the red socks, which the people can't see at home. Take all this, handkerchief, lime thong, all that. Burn it, okay? Fire cell. Burn it. <coughs> hey, man. Another episode. I'm going to talk to y'all real quick before I get in to this episode. By the title, you should be able to already tell who we're talking about today. But for right now, man, I just I want to say everybody out there that feel like they should start a podcast and they don't know what to talk about, stuff like that, man, just record it and see what happened. Like, just record it. Stop procrastinating. Just do what you got to do, man. Just record it. You never know what happens. Like, that's the biggest thing with me right now is consistency. I feel like I'm not consistent enough because, like, if we being honest, I should really be, like, 30 episodes in, like, recording-wise. But published to y'all, probably, like, I should be on, like, 10 to 15, like, episode 15 type thing. Like, that's the issue. You got to stay consistent. And, you know, everything that you do, not just podcasting, just going to work, being the best person you can be and just, you know, and whatever happens, happens out of that. But enough of that, all that little ushy gushy stuff, all that, all that soft stuff. We talking about Kevin Garnett today. All right. Kevin Garnett. Came into the league, 6'11", 240, with a 7'5 wingspan. Uh, his best year, not even in my opinion, but overall, was his MVP year, 03-04. He had 24 points per game with about 14 rebounds with five assists. A, a steal and a half a game with a block a game. Well, no, I'm sorry. Two blocks per game. That's crazy. All right. He was shooting 49% from the field, 79% from the free throw line. That's all great. Um, take a look at a couple of his accolades. 03-04 MVP, 2007-2008 Defensive Player of the Year. 03 All-Star MVP, 15-time All-Star, 12-time All-Defensive Player, 9-time All-NBA. So it's there. The accolades are there. Now let's do a deep dive. All right, so first, Kevin Garnett is not better than Dirk Nowitzki. I'm sorry. I do not care. I don't care what anyone says. I appreciate Kevin Garnett. 
He was great. You know, he played small forward when he first came into the league. And then they soon after that started adding more plays into the playbook for him. And then they they showed that he could face up. All this stuff. But if we're being honest, Kevin, Kevin Garnett's career is a little bit overrated. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, all right? Once he left Boston, not even when he left Boston. It was more of when he got to Boston when it was bad for me, honestly. He was that, you know, he was struggling in Minnesota, all right? So this man lost in the first round from 97 to 03. All right. That was just in Minnesota, right? Overall his record in the first round is 6 and 8 and it it didn't it didn't get any better until he got to Boston, all right? His record in the second round the semis is 4 and 2 in 04, 08, 10, 11, 12, 14. Didn't get any better until he got to Boston, all right? His record in the conference finals is two and two. He so he's five hundred. Oh four. Oh eight. Ten. And I believe there was another year on there. I'm not sure what that other year was. He gets to the finals. Oh eight and ten. Splits a pair. But don't get me wrong. I enjoy Kevin Garnett. But is he a leader? Is he? Really? Like, let's be honest here. Like, Kevin Garnett could not lead anything. Yes, we're going to say, oh, it was the early Giannis thing where Giannis ain't had no teammates and stuff like that. Man, forget all that. He couldn't lead a team. There are players that have had less than what he has had and has led a team, Allen Iverson. All right. So I don't want to hear Kevin Garnett didn't have players and nothing like that. Like, y'all got to go, like, the players that we might name now, like Trent Hassel. None of y'all know who that is. Gary Trent. Y'all know his son, but y'all don't know his father. Wally Zerviat. Latrell Spiro. Sam Cassell, like, these are decent players. These, back in that time, these are players that, like, you could have got something. You could have got something. I do blame management. When it comes to small market teams, back then, they didn't always have the money and stuff like that to, to give what their star player need. Example, LeBron James. I don't want to, I don't, I don't care. And half the time, it, it's it's where the player plays at. Who wants to go to Minnesota? Honestly, who wants to go to Minnesota? Who wants to go to Cleveland? And then players leave and go to big marketplaces like Miami or Boston or go from New Orleans to L.A., Anthony Davis. It's because of the market, right? So I don't blame him for the market. I blame him for not being able to produce. So he gets traded, first of all. 
there was there was about like four different teams that he could have got traded to. A lot of y'all don't know this. Could have got to the Suns. I don't know what deal they would have had to throw in there. They probably would have thrown Sean Marion in there somehow, some way. And Leandro Barbosa somehow, some way. But like back then, uh, Robert Sauver, the former or still the general manager or owner of the Suns, wasn't trying to pay nobody. So that was out. Golden State at the time, this yeah, I think this is 07. So Golden State at the time was way too young. They were nowhere near in the position of getting Steph Curry. Steph Curry wasn't even a thought back then. They had Monte Ellis, and that was Jason Richardson. That was about it. All right? I'm not sure if this is the We Believe year. Nah, it wasn't a We Believe. No, it could have been, actually, if we think about it, because that was the 07 year, the year that Dirt went 65 and 5th. No, 67 and 15, and then lost on the first round. So that was that 07, 08 year. So, yeah. He could have been on that team. Probably would have did something, but he didn't want to, you know, Kevin Garnett was old at the time, so he didn't want to go play for a young team. That would have, that would have been a worse situation than he, when he was in Minnesota. And then it becomes, it, it comes down to two teams, the Lakers and Boston. All right, so talk to so So, so holla at me, y'all. Kevin McHale who was a long-time Boston Celtic, was coaching for, and I believe he was the general manager at the time as well, for Kevin Garnett and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, and this is a former Boston Celtic who played against the Lakers in that heat of the rivalry, right? In the middle of that rivalry. In the in the bare in the in the midst of it, Kevin Kevin McHale was right there, right. Explain to me why he would honestly trade Kevin Garnett to the Lakers if he back then like those type of players they held the they held that grudge. Look at Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. Isaiah Thomas still don't like that man. Isaiah Thomas is from Chicago. Michael Jordan helped that city and that state, and Isaiah Thomas can't stand him. Scotty Pippen don't even like Michael Jordan. For not that reason, y'all might be thinking, but it's because of what happened on the court. So Kevin McHale isn't going to go trade him to the Lakers. I wish he did. Him and Kobe would have been crazy together. So he just does his buddy Danny Ainge, who was the general manager at uh, general manager at the time, a huge favor. He did his franchise a huge favor. Here y'all go. Just 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 throws Al Jefferson and some and some random picks, and then here here, here take him. Hurry up before the league look. So he gets to Boston. I think they had the single best turnaround in franchise history. And in league history at the time, they win that championship. And then after that, stop it, Kevin Garnett and the Boston Celtics were overrated after he won that championship. Gets hurt in 2008, 2009. We don't get that rematch. That's how Orlando got into the finals with the uh, with the Lakers. All right. Get to 9 and 10. P. 
people swear up and down if Kendrick Perkins ain't get hurt, they would have been in that series. Get out of my face. It went to seven without him. Really? The best team won. The best team won. Simple as that. The best team won. I'm sorry, but in, in a game seven, when Kobe shoots like eight for 24 and grabs 16 rebounds and doesn't shoot the well the entire game and you still lose, you wasn't supposed to win that title. I'm sorry. Right? So he wins defensive player of the year in 07, gets injured in 08, 09. That's how the Magic got there once again. And then after that, he, he was overrated. He got them to the finals. 11 got body slammed by LeBron. 12 got ripped up by LeBron. 13 got traded. 14 was in Brooklyn. And guess who dosed and, and diced him up? LeBron. So, like, explain to me. What Kevin Garnett has really done, all right, couldn't lead a team for, for, for like, nine, ten years in Minnesota, becomes the Robin to a Batman and Paul Pierce, right? Great, 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 great. You got, you got the title. But, like, what else were you able to do? And you know what's going to be sad? In, a, in about 15 years, someone's going to be making a podcast that's going to be saying the 2020 Lakers are overrated because they only won one title. And I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, because it is the same situation. But if I'm being honest, I'm going to be a little biased. The way that the 08 Celtics hold on to that championship is pitiful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pitiful. All right. I've never seen a team hold on to a memory in NBA like history worse than the Celtics. Maybe the worst team to hold on to something is the Portland Trailblazers when when Dame hit that shot over Paul George, right? But back to back to Kevin Garnett. In my personal opinion, the first part of his career was great. It was great. But then that second part, once he got to Boston, a little on a little overhyped, a little overrated, all right? I think I think Kevin Garnett is slightly overhyped, slightly overhyped. I understand that he was this like 6'11 long who is he type of player like like I understand that. I understand that. But after the chip he averaged 12.3 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists per game. That is great. All right, that is great for a backup power forward. Get out my face. This man is top 20 all time, and after that chip, did not average a block. Did not average a block. Stop it. All right. Now, if we're looking at was Kevin Garnett a winning player? I think he is. And 
wind shares on basketballreference.com. He is about like 10th on that list. All right. So top 10 of any all-time list besides the turnover list is pretty good. All right. So defensive win shares, he's seventh. <laughs> Lucky number seven. And Vorp, which is value over replacement players, he has a 96.9 and puts him at fifth on that list. Robert, what does that mean? Oh, that's just numbers. Oh, that's just numbers. What about these numbers? All right. So I said he's a winning player. Y'all tell me about these numbers. From 03 to 13, I'm going to give you, I'm going to list you three stats. You tell me which one you think is KG. 23, I'm sorry. Remember, this is from 03 to 13, so it's a good amount of time. People are in and out of primes. A lot of stuff is happening. You got to think for him, KG, that was his MVP year to probably to the last decent year. That was his That was his MVP year to his last All-Star game, all right? So that's a decent amount of time, all right? I'm going to list you off. Points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals, blocks, and three different – I'm going to list that off three different times, and y'all tell me which one's there. Eight uh, – I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett. 18.8 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, 3.6, 3.6 assists per game, a steal and a block per game. All right, next person. 23.8 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 3 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.9 blocks. 18.5 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, 3 assists, 0.7 steals, 2 blocks. All right. The worst person from 03 to 13. All right. The other two people on that list is Dirk Nowitzki and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is untouchable. The greatest power forward of all time. Get out my face, Charles Barkley. Get out my face, Carl Malone. Get out my face. All right. Giannis, you are not better than Tim Duncan. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Giannis right now is not better than Tim Duncan. I don't care. All right. Those three, that the, the the three lines that I named out, Kevin Garnett was at 18 and a half or 18.8 with the 10 and a half rebounds. Like, that's worse. I'm taking, I'm either taking Dirk's 23.8 points per game or I'm taking Tim Duncan's two blocks with the double-double of 19 and 11, right? I'm sorry. I am. I am. Tim Duncan was just a better player, better overall player. You never saw Tim Duncan ever have, like, some type of issue on the court. He just understood it. Speaking of understanding something, I don't understand why Kevin Garnett does not get the same flag. I might have to look back at some articles back in the day. Because I don't understand why Kevin Garnett does not get the same flat LeBron James does. When Kevin Garnett literally did the same thing LeBron did before LeBron, right? Like we said, 2007, Ray Allen gets traded to Boston before Kevin Garnett, right? And he sees him. This is from his own mouth. Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett's own mouth. You can see you see him like, oh, 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 what 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 Boston got brewing over there, right? 
Let me see how I can get over there. He forms a super team because he couldn't get that done, right? But you got to think about it from this angle. This is probably why that most people don't give him the flack because he was he was a number one going to a number two, going to become a number two, right? LeBron was a number one looking to have two other people underneath him. And I understand that. But in my opinion, a number one going to a number two, yeesh. I would judge you. But that's just me. But that's just me. Do I think Kevin Garnett is a little bit overrated, a little bit overhyped? Just a slight. I think it's a specific part of his career, what I think is overrated and a little bit overhyped. I don't think him entirely is overrated and overhyped. He, man, it's it's a short list. If I had to put in order, maybe the top five power fours of all time, they're all retired right now. Get out my face, Giannis. Tim Duncan, Dirk, KG, Karl Malone, Charles Barkley, in that order. In that order. Now, of course, when Giannis retires, he'll be in there, probably be. I ain't even going to spread. I ain't, that's a whole nother episode. Tap in with me. This has been another episode of Trust Me or Wrong by Robert Kersey. We're going to keep this thing going. All right. Until next time. Peace.